You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And today I have with me in the guest chair, Miss Janiah McKenzie. Janiah is a wife, mother of three, and most importantly, a daughter of the king. Janiah is the owner of Fashioned in Favor, a Christian lifestyle brand that was created to help millennial believers recognize who and whose they are in Christ. Janiah has a degree in fashion marketing and over 12 years in the fashion industry. With her vast knowledge in the industry paired with her love for God's word, it was only a matter of time before she recognized and gave in to the calling on her life. She is inspiring you to seek God's word, share God's word, and make it fashion. Let's welcome Janiah to the show. Janiah, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We are super excited to have you. We heard your amazing bio and all that you've been up to. But before we get into the meat of this interview, I want you to tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. Okay, so two things. Well, so I used to live in Germany. But, well, I'm an army brat. So both of my parents were in the military. So we traveled a lot. So like I was born in California. I lived in Germany for two years. And I actually lived in Kansas also, which people are like, oh, Kansas. People never expect to see somebody from Kansas, especially like, you know, a brown person. <laughs> And then the other one is I crack my knuckles like all day. I'm like obsessed with cracking my knuckles. Like I do that all day long. So that's like a quirk of mine. I will say we have never had I crack my knuckles all day. (laughs) And you know what's absolutely funny? Lately, I have been obsessed with watching videos of chiropractors. Oh, really? Just the sound? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's so interesting. So it's funny you say that. Yeah, I crack. I don't know. I'll just sit there. I just do it all the time, like all the time, multiple times a day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right. So now we have that. Those two fun facts about you. Let's get into it. From your bio, we heard that you have a degree in fashion marketing. Mm -hmm. What led you to this? Well, honestly, I know it may sound like cliche, but I, I truly have a passion for fashion. Um, even growing up, I always wanted to do like a little bit of everything, but I would say like the one moment where I became obsessed with fashion in general is one day we went to my aunt's house. So this is my grandmother's aunt. So she's my great aunt. And she used to have us in there cleaning and picking stuff out the garden, all types of stuff. But she had an extra bedroom in the basement. And one day I shouldn't have been, but I opened up her closet downstairs in the basement And when I tell you, it was the most beautiful sequin dresses, suits. She was a lady that went to church. So the big church hats, everything was so, I mean, oh, this I can just, I can picture it now. So many beautiful colors, so many beautiful fabrics. I was like obsessed. Like, so ever since then, 
I remember that next day I asked my mom, I'm like, can we go to the store? I started getting me a sewing machine. I wanted to learn how to, like, I just knew I was going to be a fashion designer because I was just completely obsessed with my aunt's closet. Now my mom, she was sharp. She was always sharp, but it was just something about the, the older woman's fashion that just really, really captivated me. And I like, ever since then I was hooked. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I don't know what exactly I'm going to do, but I'm doing something in this industry. That's amazing. And I know the listeners can't see, but I can I can see you light up just at the memory of that. I wish you guys could see her face. So you know that this is something that was definitely in her heart. So yeah. when you went off to do the degree in fashion, how did you find it? Was it easy? Was it hard? Um, so it wasn't okay. So back then, I mean, I'm saying back then, like I'm like, old, but fashion, it wasn't really like, you know, you could go to school for business. There was nursing. There was an education. A lot of my friends, I went to, went to the medical field, went into education. So, um, and I'm originally, you know, I grew up in Baltimore, even though I said a bunch of different places where I've been, but most of, I claim Baltimore as my home. And, um, I didn't realize, but the local college there, Morgan State University, they actually had a fashion merchandising program. So I'm like, okay, well, what exactly is this? And just throughout my years, at the time that I fell in love with it, kind of like around 13 or 14, and as time developed when I finally went to college, I started to see the difference between fashion design and fashion merchandise, where merchandising was more of the business side of it. So I said, okay, let's see what I can do, you know, here with the merchandising side of it. So I ended up going to school, you know, went, ended up going there because they didn't have design. And it was it was it was horrible. And when I say it was horrible, it's because it was too much distraction. Mm-hmm. As my friends were there, it was just too much. A lot of people I went to high school went, went there. So, you know, I just I didn't do what I needed to do. I wasn't always in class, you know, it those kind of things. <laughs> I was living my best life, my best young life. At that point, yeah. you know, I had a car. I was, you know, I was ripping and running. Um. And then I actually kind of fell into banking, which is, it can, it's some layers to a few things, but I ended up working at a bank. I was working at Wachovia Bank at that time, um, which is now, I forgot what it's called. I think it's Wells Fargo now, but it used to be called Wachovia years ago. And I was there and I kept moving up, climbing up the ladder. Um, I was very young. I was the youngest one um, in my branch, but I was the manager. And, you know, I had to deal with that kickback from a lot of the veteran, you know, people who were there for years, like who's this young girl telling me what to do. And I really climbed up there super fast. But once they offered me the branch manager position, I was like, yeah, this is um, I can't be here for the rest of my life. So then I started looking for other places like fashion. Like I said, was it was always there. But I started looking like, OK, I got to do something else. I stopped going to school because I pretty much, I'm not gonna say I flunked out, but you know, that, that ship has sailed. So I was like, okay, I got to get back into this. So I looked all around, I looked at Philadelphia university, which is, which is a really great school for fashion. And I knew I wanted to stay like on the East coast. And then I also looked at the art Institute of Philadelphia, which is where I ended up going and which is where I ended up getting my degree um, in fashion marketing. So what I like about your story is that you were sort of on your path. You kind of stared to the left and God had a way of bringing it back. You could have decided that, you know what? I do want to be the branch manager. Like this is going really well for me. I'm really young. It's only up from here. But then you recognize that you were missing something, right? That's what it sounded like. You were definitely missing something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
it was so funny because not long after I was offered the position, I had to tell my manager, I was like, yeah, so I'm putting in my two weeks notice. Like <laughs> it was so immediate. She was like, wait, what? But I just, I had to do what I had to do. When I found out about the program, the applicant, everything was fast. I had to do the application. I had to write my, um, like an essay. Yeah. I had to do my essay. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to say? But I was just super honest about how I felt and how passionate I was. And when they told me that they accepted it, that was it. I put my two weeks notice in right then and there. <laughs> See, when we come into alignment with the things that God has called us to, he doesn't take long. We just snap yeah. right into place. And that is amazing. So from fashion marketing to fashion in favor. Yeah. How did you go about creating fashion in favor? <sighs> okay. So let's see if I can get through this story without crying. <laughs> so after school, you know, I graduated school. I did all of that. I worked for a retail company. Um, one of the most, like the number one retail company right now, I worked there for about 14 years. I mean, I just recently stopped working there last year during the pandemic, but it was amazing. You know, it was really, really amazing. And I thought that this was it because I was able to travel. I was training people. I mean, I didn't have to work weekends like this was this was the life, you know, as far as I was concerned. And at this point, I had two children and I was having my third child, my third child, who's now four. It was after I had her that I suffered from postpartum depression and it was bad, like really bad. My marriage was in shambles. OK, I mean, it was just everything was just kind of kind of came crashing down all at one time. It was really, really bad. Um, even with the postpartum, it got to the point where I couldn't I wasn't eating. I wasn't getting rest. And I was, you know, I breastfed all of my children. But when it came to my third child, I wasn't able to, you know, give her food. I wasn't able to produce milk. My body just kind of shut down. And every doctor's visit, she was losing weight and losing weight. And it took me a while to kind of come to terms with the fact that I had to formula feed her because I'm like, I breastfed my other two children, no problem. But it took me a while to accept that I was going through depression. I just thought it was a rough time. So, I mean, things were just really, really bad. Um, just even internally, I just, it, there was just so many things, like even from my childhood that just started to come up and resurface. And I was like, what is going on? Like what is happening right now? And I will tell you that even you made the comment where you said, when we get into alignment with what God wants us to do, you know, things happen quick. And when you just now said that is that. I just now am realizing that that is what has happened so many years ago. And I say that to say that I haven't always like I wasn't we didn't grow up in church, you know, like I used to visit church with my um, with my neighbor, with her mom and stuff like that. But like we didn't grow to church growing up. We I, we knew who God was, but I had no clue like what was available to me. I had no clue as a child, or even as a as a young adult up until about four years ago. And so during this time. I was just going through it. And I was so angry. I was isolating myself. I was just going through so many different things. And I remember and I, I was crying every single day. And I remember one day I was laying in the bed and I just cried and I was just talking for hours until like the wee hours of the morning. I went from being angry to being to being uh, emotional, hurt, to being sad. It was like it was crazy. I was like I was having this conversation. Right. And just just here that I'm saying I was having this conversation. Right. I was like just kind of looking up at the ceiling. And I finally fell asleep. And the next day I felt a little lighter. I'm like, okay, started talking again. Didn't really acknowledge that. I didn't, I didn't acknowledge that it was God who was, who was there with me in those times. I was just talking, saying things out loud, you know, and each day 
things, I just started to get a little lighter, not, not an instant better, but I just started to get lighter. So eventually things kind of started to fall back into place. You know, things with my husband and I started to kind of get back on track. We had sought some, um, some counseling and things like that. So things started to get back on track. I ended up going back to work in this retail company. And even as I'm back after having this child, I'm just like, and now at this point I acknowledge like, okay, God brought me through that. I had to do some real soul searching, so many different things that I had to really dig through. And it was ugly for a very long time. But once I got back, I'm like, okay, I acknowledge that it was God. And then my pursuit for him became relentless. So I would be at work and I would be doing my job. Now you always, you know, I would always show up for work, but I was like, God, it's gotta be something more to this. Like, I, I know there's more to life than just like setting up these displays and folding these clothes. Like there's, you put me on this or like, I know that I have power now from what I went through and what you brought me from. People need to know like how good you are, because when I was going through, I didn't necessarily feel like I had anybody I could talk to. Like, no, I was really struggling in silence, you know, and coming out of that, anybody who would listen, I'm like, God, it's real, you know, you know. And so I'm just like, what? something has got to give. Like, I know that I'm here for something greater. Like, just let me know what it is. I had no clue it was going to be fashion and favor. I was just like, let me know. Like, I'm here. Like, here am I, you know? So one day I was washing clothes. My youngest daughter's clothes, actually. And I don't think that's a coincidence, but I was washing clothes. And as I'm washing clothes, literally all of these things just started coming in my mind. Like, like so many different things. I heard, um, it was like faith and fashion, um, different things like, well, what will people think? Well, I'm saved now. What? Like all these different things kept coming in, like these sort of questions or these statements. So I'm like, okay. So I sat down, I put everything in my notes and um, even the name fashion and favor came, came immediately. So I had no clue what it was going to be though. You know, I just put it there and was like, okay, now what, you know? Um, and it took some time for it to kind of culminate and when I say time, I mean like a few weeks before I realized like, okay, this is going to be something that has to do with fashion and that has to do with being able to give God, you know, the glory and things like that. Um, so that's kind of how it was birthed. You know, there's a long, kind of a, a more detailed story, I guess, in terms of like how I finalized it and how I knew that it was this. Um, but it was just very loud and clear that these two had to intertwine somehow. You know, and I think that uh, for a while I was like, what? No, not me. Like not the things that I've been through, not the things that I've gone through. But, you know, I truly believe that people when you you're truly serving your purpose, when you are doing something that you are naturally gifted at or talented at, and then it serves God or brings glory back to him. I feel like when those two things combine, that's what you're here to do. And I feel like that's what happened. So that was kind of like my confirmation like okay I guess I am supposed to be the one doing this he didn't make a mistake this vision wasn't for the person next door it was for me yes and one of the things you said and I noticed this over um with the faithpreneurs that I speak to all the time you and I'm gonna say we because I've had this moment too we get to a point where we're just like okay God there has to be more to life than this I remember that moment for me so distinctly I was like listen I know this ain't it, God. Like I was fresh out of uni in my first job, ready to retire because I was like, Lord, this cannot be it. Like all of life's struggles, everything that brought me here, this, this ain't it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But what I love is that he turned your, your pain, the struggles that you were feeling into purpose and you turned that purpose into fashion to help other people. Yeah. You said that, you know, you were really struggling in silence and then you started pursuing God relentlessly. And you were saying to yourself, people have to know who God is. And you found the perfect way to shout it from the mountaintops without actually saying anything. That, that, that's, that is it. That is it. That is it. Because at least I know for me, and sometimes I still deal with it, but you just, you, you disqualify yourself and you just feel like, who am I to like, you know, you don't want to embarrass God. Right. And sometimes you get saved or you born again, or you make your way back to Christ. And you're like, okay, I know that I'm supposed to share the gospel. What, what, what am I supposed to say? How, how do I say this? People aren't used to me speaking this way. So having it to be able to be expressed on a t-shirt or on a sweatshirt or, or different types of fashion or apparel, it makes the conversation so much easier to, to flow, you know? It, so that is, that's it right there. And it, and, and I, you know, and I was on your website and I was looking at your shirts and I love a faith-based shirt. I am for it. A faith-based, listen, you, I, I like shirts with writing on it and I will wear them every Mm -hmm. all the time. And one of the things that I like about that is like you said, it's a conversation starter. And not only is it a conversation starter, it's a reminder because sometimes people don't want to have that conversation, but they also need in that moment to be reminded about who God says he says you are. And one of the things that allows you to do is to walk down the street and testify to anybody that looks at you that reads what's coming in your direction. So you become a walking disciple, really. So, and you know what? God's got you, sis, looking at people and just smiling. Oh, period, yeah. It's COVID, but you get what I mean. Smiling with your eyes. (laughs) Smiling with your eyes. (laughs) Don't take that mask off and smile at me. (laughs) (laughs) So now that, you know, you've recognized this and, Fashioned in favor came. How did you decide on what to actually put on your shirts and your sweatshirts? Um, so for anybody who is familiar with or anybody who's in my community, I talk about this often. I don't release anything until I get the green light. So um, in the very beginning, oh, I'm not saying the very beginning, but for about the first year and a half, the, they used to come to me in dreams. So my very first design um, is called the designer. It's like the designer tee or designer hoodie. And it's um, when God is your designer, you don't need another label, right? So when I first heard that, I was like, okay, what is this supposed to mean? And I sat on it for a little bit and I was like, maybe I'm supposed to put this on a t-shirt? Should I put this on something? That is actually how it even came about. Because I'm like, I can't get this out of my head, this saying that's in my head. So honestly, that is how that is how they come to me. They come to me in dreams or sometimes something will just kind of like I'll think of something that it may hit me. But then I'm like, "Mm, something's not right. Or I honestly I will wait. So there are some designs that I have that I that I thought about a year ago. But it really takes for me to get some sort of revelation on it for me to be like, okay, now is the time to put this out. And each one of my designs also are influenced 
by scripture, like scriptures that have personally impacted me, every single one of those designs. So maybe that's what it is because of the meditation of the scripture. So that's how it's able to come out, you know, in a way for me to be able to put it on a shirt and make it relatable, you know, or make it digestible. Cause you know, some people feel like, you know, the Bible can be complicated or, you know, what have you. Um, so honestly, that's, that's where, that's where it comes from. So that's why I don't have like, you know, you have some stores that have 20, 30 different designs. You won't find that here. You know, you, everything is really intentional, you know, and it's purposeful. It's for a bigger purpose. It's not just what's going to look cute on a t-shirt. I really have to sit and think about it. I remember like in February, um, I was doing a photo shoot and I just, I just needed some like extra props. So I had just pressed like grateful on a couple of t-shirts because I wanted them to like kind of be on the floor. Like I was like, some said grateful and some said favor. So I wanted it to look like I was surrounded by favor and, you know, sort of, you know, symbolic. So many people were like, oh, can we get that grateful tea? Oh, this is that. And, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, that was nothing to be able to sell that. But I knew it needed to say more than grateful. I knew it needed to be more than that. And people will slide all in my dms like when is the tea dropping you still ain't dropping yet this and the third but it just released last month and it says grateful on the front but on the back it says everyone will know it was god and that for me i had to wait for that to come right you know i had to wait for that to come and it's so ironic because that same statement everyone would know it was God is on a piece of paper that I found as I was sitting in my house, like maybe like a month or so ago, I was sitting in my cabinets and I have it written down on a piece of paper, which is, I was like, okay, I see how that's working here. I don't know how long this paper has been in this cabinet, but for it to all kind of come full circle and be like, okay, this now is the time to put this out. And this is what it needs to say. So I, I will say, I love the grateful tea when I saw it and I saw the back, I was like, okay, now. But I think what is my favorite was, but did you pray? Period. Yes. Because that's a reminder we all need. Yeah. We all need. And I, I I love it so much. So for anybody looking for, I'm doing a shameful plug. She doesn't need to be <laughs> plug. For anybody looking for comfy and cute, fashionedinfavor.com. And you know, I will put it in the show notes and you can walk around and testify without even typing anything. Period. Yeah. There you go. So <laughs> I want to talk about um, for a minute fashion as far as the Christian woman is concerned, mm-hmm. especially the millennial Christian woman. I think there we just have evolved as people, but I I see in some areas, not not all areas, but in some areas, I see fashion for Christian women sort of stagnant. Yeah. Right. Do you believe there's a way that we can be, you know, saved and fashionable or do we still need to have the big hats on, have the skirts all the way down to our ankles? What do you think? No, not at all. I mean, and honestly, when you think about that, like the skirts down to your ankles or the big hats, that is is dated, right? You know, and when you think about what Christianity or what people believe Christians to be back then is not sort of the impression that you want to give now. Now, um, more than ever, I feel like especially younger people, millennial women, even men in general are coming to God and recognizing, you know, his goodness. Right. And you would never want to put a block on what it's supposed to look like to to, you know, to say that 
you don't deserve the favor or that you don't get the same, you know, you don't get the same grace, you know, as everybody else. Um, So I think that we have to sort of break the mold. I think we're starting to do that, but I think that we have to sort of like open up the box and let it be known that it comes in all different shapes, sizes, trends, you know, colors and everything like that. It doesn't have to be your typical, you know, Easter Sunday's best when you go into church. Now, you know, you can go to church with a t-shirt and jeans on and, you know, it still be, you know, acceptable. And I think that it's important for people to be able to be authentic in who God created them to be because we are all created to be, right? So you should be able to express whatever it is that you want to express on the outside and not feel condemned because, you know, your skirt isn't down to your ankles or maybe you're not wearing, you know, um, a turtleneck every day, you know, or, or this, that, and a third. I think that it's, you know, it's very important to be able to embrace who God called you to be, but also still have respect for who you are as well. Um, because I do think that sometimes that, you know, some people kind of go on the extreme of things. And once you really start to recognize who you are and whose you are, certain things will kind of fall in line when it comes to fashion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you just said something there. When you recognize who you are and whose you are, why do you think as women, we struggle to remember who we are and whose we are? Because we are everything to everybody else. You know, I mean, for for years, you know, women, we just, we're the moms, the sisters, the aunts, the this, the that, the teachers, the, we're all of these things to everybody. And we always kind of put ourselves last, you know, even when you think about like, you know, how many women now, um, and I'll even speak for myself, but how many women have, you know, grown up in homes where they had to be the responsible one. They had to look after their younger siblings or they had to you know, grow up in a, in a, in a, in a home, maybe who that didn't have a father. Right. So in a fatherless home to where you felt like your current circumstance was all that you were supposed to get, you know, even historically women have always been devalued and have always been, you know, looked at as less than, and how dare you speak up for yourself because then you're, you know, told to stay in your place, you know what I mean? Or you're looked at as um, problematic. And I think that, you know, for a long time, women were taught to just be quiet and be seen and not heard, you know, and things like that. And when you, and when you, uh, when you experience that, you don't recognize the power, your power. You don't recognize uh, your worth. You don't recognize your value. And I know, like I said, even for me, that took me a long time to, to get through, you know, or to even get to the point where I was like, you know what, like I am somebody and I am a descendant of royalty. Like, do you know who my father is? You know? And I think that oftentimes you can get caught up, you know, and everything else. And you don't take a second to kind of realize who you are and the value that you have to bring. Um, And I think that it's just so important to empower women to be that. And I just can really speak from where I was, even, you know, when I told my story about the postpartum, even, you know, as a mother and a wife, I got completely lost in who I was and the things that used to make me happy, you know? So I was just kind of out here, you know? Like I was a shell of a person. I didn't realize it then until now. I'm like, God, Lee, girl, like, how was you getting, how was you making it through? I didn't realize, you know, how broken I was until I really got in that word. And I was able to recognize, like, I am somebody like, and God took his time on me. and He took his time on you. And how dare we insult him by not living up to our potential and not being who he called us to be. 
Mm, yeah. I love that. How dare we insult God by not being who he has called us to be. And it's so important. So what tips do you have for the woman who wants to make sure that at all times she can remember who and who she is? What tips would you have for her? Well, first and foremost, I'll say, you know, you might not remember at all times and that's okay. You know, um, give yourself some grace. I will say that it, it can be, it's intentional though. You have to you have to work at it and it takes some time. And there's going to be moments where you are not going to recognize who you are, or you're not going to be so motivated and feeling so empowered, but you're going to feel a little more empowered than you did yesterday. You know, so you have to um, celebrate every victory, no matter how small, you know, and it's important to not search for perfection. We're not looking to be perfect, you know, but you want to strive for progress. You want to just get a little bit better and a little bit stronger each day, each moment, however you want to look at it, you know? And sometimes I say this, like how soon we forget what a God, what God has already brought us through. It was so easy to think about, oh man, I'm going through this. I'm going through that, but you've survived 100% of your bad days, right? So you got to pull back your own receipts and be like, you know what? I did that. And not only did I do that, God did that. That's what will remind you, you know? Uh, And I will say one of the biggest things that I used to do a lot, I don't do it as much and I really need to get back into it, is journaling. I'm a person who writes everything down. I even, I write lists, I write notes. It's just, I just get a satisfaction about writing things down. But I go back and I look at my old journals and I'm like, oh my God, I remember where I was at this moment. And even though I'm going through now, or even though I might be dealing with X, Y, and Z now, thank God I'm not still dealing with that, you know? So, you know, things like that is what kind of keeps me being able to push forward and to know that I can move on to the next and the next and the next. And, you know, you got somebody like God behind you, girl, it's, it's no stopping you. It, it really is no stopping you, you know, but every day might not be that, you know? But it will, you know, it'll get better each day, you know, so strive for progress, not perfection. Yes, Janaya, those are awesome tips. I have progress, not perfection, you know, journal and remembering what you've made it through, what God has brought you through. All things are working together for your good. And God has intention with everything that you've been through. So remember those things. And sometimes you might need to put on a shirt too, to remind yourself when you look in the mirror of who you are and whose you are. Janiya, this has been such an awesome conversation. I really enjoyed hearing your story and I know my audience will as well. Can you tell us how to connect with you on social media? Yes, you guys can find me at Fashion in Favor. So that's Fashion, E-D-I-N, Favor. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Mostly I'm on Instagram. Um, but I'll be on, I'm on Facebook, you know, from time to time. <laughs> um, and then from Facebook, if you click the link in my bio, it'll connect you to everything else um, that I have going on. You know, you can shop the website. We have monthly devotionals that we do. Um, I have inspirational playlists on there that we've curated as a community. So, you know, there's a bunch of good stuff. As you guys know, I'm going to put everything Janiya said in the show notes so that you can follow her, connect with her. 
go on the website, shop the clothing. And of course, when you connect with her, tell her you heard her here on the Pray, Plan, Sleep podcast. Janiya, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. This is so exciting. Every time somebody asks me to talk, I'm like, me? What, me? (laughs) You did an awesome job. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.